The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 121, Friday, January 16th, 2009. Uh, I saw this today, uh, Burger King, remember, I don't know what episode it was a very long time ago, we talked about, uh, for their 50th anniversary, Play-Doh was releasing a, a perfume that smells like Play-Doh. Yeah. All right, and, uh, well, Burger King apparently has released some kind of cologne that smells like Burger King cooked hamburgers. Flame broil. disgusting. <laughs> I know. A beef-scented cologne? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, what, do they, what do they want us to become? Uh, grizzly men? We're going to get eaten by bears? Beef-scented <laughs> cologne? Walking around with this beef-scented cologne? Okay. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about was uh, I saw this guy's website. Uh, his name is Jeff Gagliardi. His website is uh, etch-a-sketchartist.com. Etch-a-sketchartist. And this guy does uh, paintings uh, with an etch-a-sketch. I mean, it's like I don't know. I don't know how this guy could do it. I can't even draw a square on an extra sketch. These are good. I'm looking through the gallery here. Yes, Very I mean impressive. he seems to be doing a lot of playing cards. Uh, I don't understand that, but well, there's Wizard of Oz, there's Money, there's Starry mm. Night, Mona Lisa, American Gothic, Chuck Berry, Taj Mahal. These are good. These are very good. He did the Taj Mahal, the casino owned by Donald Trump. I think uh, there was one that was like something from the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and he the did one. Da Vinci, the Da Vinci, uh, the whatever that is. Thing. Man in Motion. Yeah, something like whatever. that. Yeah, these are good. Anytime I ever saw that Da Vinci uh, thing, I always thought of a naked Jim Morrison. Uh, yeah, so there was that. Um... And then I have a couple of DVD news things, somewhat. The first is, and we're going to combine this with another old bit, the old jingle of the episode. Ah. Which we have not done in a long time. Right. Um, it is the first season one and two, as I as a, as a said, is now available for Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Wesley. It wasn't out already? No, it was not Wesley. With Bob would you Mac like or... me? Yes. Would you Would you like me to iron your shorts, Wesley? And we'll uh... play the theme song. Streaks on the china never mattered before. Who cared when you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door? No one glared, but sometimes things get turned around and. Bed. All hands look out below There's a change in the status quo Gonna need all the help that we can get According to our new arrival Life is more than mere survival We just might live the good life yet
That show. I, I love that show. Love it. Didn't I send you... I thought I sent you a link to something recently. It was like the... It, it was an archive of old five and a quarter inch floppy yes. sleeves. Yes. It's cyberden.com slash D as in disc, S as in sleeve, A as in archive. And it is the original five and a quarter inch disc sleeve archive. Why? <laughs> Seriously, what is the point of this? I don't know. I, I just think, you know, that, that everyone everyone is archiving everything now. They're just archive happy. I don't know. I mean, it's not even, you know, the, the, the labels on the diskettes. It's the sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm Which, into old things. I'm, yeah. I, I like looking through old pictures sometimes, but this is just... It's <laughs> just pointless. I mean, look, you know, if it's a website like Moby Games, um, you know, they have a lot of pictures of the game boxes and the and the, the cartridges and all that. I mean, if it's I like, like a, looking through that. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a Commodore 64 game or Apple II game, yeah, I have no problem seeing that, like, you know, what the a scan of the diskette is. You know, or even, you know, if you want to scan the diskette with the sleeve, fine. But uh, the sleeves themselves, I, I never even realized that they they there was anything fancy about them. There isn't. <laughs> and and another old thing uh, was uh, you showed me a link. Uh, well, not really a link, but a post on the digital press on the digit press forum um, that had something to do with those skateboard injury toys from the eighties. And they're essentially, you know, some kind of like, uh, to me, they just look like, and, and you, you mentioned the Mad Balls also, you know, in both were, of them. Were, they were along the same line. Yeah, I mean, both of them were like these rubber toys. I mean, they look like a dog chew toy. That's what they all look like. And Except marketed to children. I know. And of course, in the 80s, we had to have them. If it was new. And completely pointless, useless, stupid, and idiotic, we had to have them. Yeah. I don't know what it was. They were called skateboard smack-ups. Yeah, there you go. I don't and remember those. You don't? No, I don't remember I those. remember them, yeah. I definitely remember them because I, I remember kids would bring them to school and the teacher or the principal or whatever would take them. What year? Elementary school. I know, but first grade, fifth oh, grade. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, this was like fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade, late 80s, probably like 88, 89, maybe 87. I, I remember um, my classmates and I used to bring the garbage pail kids' cars <sighs> to school with us, first grade, second yeah, grade, and the yeah. teachers always used to take them away. <laughs> I know, because they had it's all like, like nasty stuff on it. I know, but my parents spent money on that, and then the teacher <laughs> just takes it. Well, yeah. You can't do that. Well, you know, I mean, these things, the big thing with those was they would take them because they depicted injuries. So what? <laughs> that was it. It was like, ah, ah, you can't depict an injury. No, no. But, uh, I mean, those are kind of cool looking, but the Mad Balls, I mean, they were absolutely pointless. Yeah, well. You, you couldn't use them as a ball. They didn't bounce. 
if you threw them at someone, you like knock their tooth out. They were useless. Well, just to explain, they were these foam, like very hard foam, like a like a hard version of a Nerf material. Yeah. Except instead of being a round sphere like a ball, they were somewhat spherical shaped, but they were in the shape of a skull or a monster's head yeah. or a weird head with the eyes falling out or things like that to to, to try to be gross and disgusting and yeah oh, there was, it was there was, it was kind of a it was kind of popular for a couple of years yeah, and was it just that, vanished cuz there was that fad back then of of having everything gross looking at <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I don't understand it i mean it was like you know you used to be able to buy remember you used to be able to buy the nickelodeon slime yeah and the he-man slime <laughs> he-man slime and I'll tell you, I mean, the, the slime was like, I don't know what it was, but it was like indestructible. <laughs> I know. Well, we talked about this in an old episode for a minute, but I remember on the He-Man uh, slime, because there was this play set. It was a, some sort of a torture yeah. chair. Yes. And the He-Man action figure would go in it and there was yes. a bucket on the top and, <laughs> and we would fill it with the slime and then dump it yes. on He-Man. Yeah, and the Ghostbusters had that too. Wait, on commercials, wait, it's like hold on. And who who would dump it on He Man? Skeletor. Yes, and what would he say? That's right, He Man. I'm <laughs> dumping the slime on you, <laughs> Beast Man. You fool. Uh. <laughs> so on the commercials, they made it seem like this fun, easy thing. Yes. But then we'd go to the store and, ooh, buy me the slime, buy mm. me the slime. And then my parents would look at the side and there'd be, like, warning. Uh, do not use indoors. Warning. Do not get on your skin. Warning. Do not let it touch your clothes. It'll burn a hole through your shirt. Like, what the? So we never got it. What the um, heck was that stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was, like... Radioactive, <laughs> maybe, but I, I think that the the big thing about it was, and this is, I used to see it on the commercial, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, I don't think this is gonna be good because if you let's say you took a thing of that pink slime and you pour it on your He-Man figure, ruin the toy. What was the last thing you just said? I said you're gonna ruin the toy. I know, <laughs> I, I <laughs> and then you have to go and buy a new He-Man. I know. I remember my see? my. One of my younger cousins had had that and did that to like all of his toys. And I was looking at him. I'm like, uh, your toys are ruined. There's like this hardened red junk all over him. Like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, oh, it was that slime. I put the slime on. It never came off. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Well, that's the marketing department. How do we get people to buy more He-Man Oh, toys? there you go. We release a product that, that ruins, ruins them. them. Oh, and then a year man. later, nobody cared about He-Man. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Speaking of toys, I believe that finally after numerous bankruptcies and everything else, that KB Toys is finally on the way out. Yeah, they filed for bankruptcy again, right? Yeah, but I think this time they're done. 
I think didn't Circuit City also file for bankruptcy? Yeah. It's not good. It's not good out there. I guess. You gotta be you gotta be good out there. You got you gotta be good. Santa Claus is coming. He's coming. Was that Pat Buchanan? No. It's somebody else. Oh, George Bush? No. He sings a song about Santa Claus. Uh, Keep guessing. Sings a song? Bruce Springsteen? Yes, that's right. It's me, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is that what he sounds like? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand the guy. The guy is from New Jersey. Why does he have a southern accent? It's fake. <laughs> so what else do you got on your list? Uh, yeah, it, it's funny, but, you know, if I were ever on Saturday Night Live, and they were still doing the Celebrity Jeopardy with uh, uh, Will Ferrell, Alex yeah. Rebecca. Uh, I would want to go on there and do my Bruce Springsteen. I think I could do it. <laughs> I think I could be so insanely over the top as Bruce Springsteen. It would be funny. You should. No, but you can't because Lord Michaels in it. And Lord Michaels in big trouble now. Do you hear this? Eh, Saturday Night Live. They made fun of the, the blind governor of New York, David Patterson. <laughs> they always do. No, and, and this time, like, all the, the blind activists and, and everybody were, like, screaming at them, like, oh, this is over the top. <laughs> it's a very bad taste. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. How did the blind people see that episode? Oh, well, I, I'm sure they were told about it. That doesn't make no, any I, sense. I, I saw it, and basically the guy that was, that was you know, dressed up like this, this governor, they, essentially all they did was make fun of the fact that he was blind. <laughs> well, they've nothing done, else. Like they've done that exact to... same skit before. Now, I, I guess this time, like he kept like walking into things, and <laughs> I know uh, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they didn't think so. So what? If people lose their vision, they also lose their sense of humor too. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, you can't just make fun of the guy because he's blind. Look, they have a skit on there where they make fun of Italian people. I don't get mad. Yeah, but they're doing caricatures. Yeah. Well, they, they weren't doing a caricature with this guy. They were just do, they were doing him. And the <laughs> fact he was blind. All right, all right, all right. You know, it was like when Norm MacDonald did Bob Dole. You know, he didn't make fun of the fact that he had a messed up hand. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, he was just making fun of the fact that the guy was like a weirdo. Yeah, that's true. All right, all right. Bob Dole! <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Bob Dole? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's still around somewhere, I guess. <laughs> or did the Viagra commercials. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, speaking of uh, corny Christmas songs, one of my favorites was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea who even sung it. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's a good question, because I've heard it pretty much all my life. Yeah. Let me look it up. Got run over by a reindeer. Uh, it says it was written by Randy Brooks. The song was originally performed by the husband and wife duo Elmo and Patsy Shropshire in 1979. <laughs> Interesting. 
The song was originally self-released in the San Francisco area by the Shropshires in 1979 on their own record label. By the oh, by the early 1980s, the song was becoming a seasonal hit, first on country stations, then on top 40 stations. Yeah. In 1982, the Elmo and Patsy record label changed its name to Oink when the song when the song was re-recorded. So I guess they re-recorded it in uh, 1982. Whatever. I have no idea what other songs these people have ever done. I don't even want to imagine. Oh, and then uh, they, they had gotten a divorce, I think. In, uh, oh, well. Perhaps. In the early 1990s. I wonder if this guy wrote this song with that in mind. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Wife got run over by the reindeer. Hmm. My veterinary clients knew me as a veterinarian, but then at a certain point in my career, I started playing music and I recorded a song called Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and that's why a lot of people know me now. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa but as for me and Grandpa, we believe... It started in San Francisco. A disc jockey named Gene Nelson on KSFO Radio played it first. Now the goose is on the table. Suddenly he starts playing my song, and I just cringed when I heard my voice because I'd never heard myself on radio before. She'd been drinking too much eggnog. I went to Lake Tahoe and there was a big snowstorm that came up the same day I got there. And the band that was leaving, the bass player was named Randy Brooks. Well, he came by and saw our show that night. And he said, you know, I have a song that my band won't let me play, but I think it would be perfect for you. And he went back to the dressing room and he started playing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It was just a stroke of luck. It was like I won the musical lottery. Seems like I had the right song with the with the right voice and when it came out you know it was uh, it's just amazing how people got on to it the wonderful thing about having a christmas hit is it does come back every year it's nice to be just get your 15 minutes of fame every year and then be normal for the rest of the year the attack she had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claws marks on her back Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Well, Christmas is a time to uh, to sit back. You've been working hard all year. This is the time to sit back and enjoy it. Find some time during Christmas to really have fun, and that's pretty much what it was meant to be like. Uh, yeah, okay. But, uh, all right, so then speaking of, of songs, staying on this subject, the first thing is uh, Coldplay, who I know you're a big fan of. I hate them. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Coldplay has been in all these kinds of uh, 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 controversies, and apparently there are several controversies in relation to this this uh, Viva La Vida song that, that they came out with. Wait, they did a cover of Living La Vida Loca? You know, that's what I thought. When I when I saw the title, I was like, 
Who in their right mind would cover a Ricky Martin song? Coldplay. Well. They are yeah. just that lame. <laughs> But how on earth could you imagine? Like Ricky Martin's version is like, bum, 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 bum. What, what, what is Coldplay's going to be like? I know it'd be like one mile an hour, one <laughs> one beat per hour. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> um, so this this disaster of a song, Viva La Vida. Two different people are suing him over this song. I mean, who's worse? Coldplay or Maroon 5? Easily Maroon 5. I oh, hate them. That's I bad. I hate them. That is bad. I hate them. So who's suing Coldplay? Uh, number one is, uh, I know for a fact they're suing him, is Joe Satriani. The guitarist? Yes, the, the famous the session guitarist, whatever. Uh, Joe Satriani is suing them. He says that uh, the guitar riffs in the song are exactly the same as riffs that he wrote. I don't Probably. know well. Yeah, I don't know how well I can prove that. But the other one, I don't know if they're suing him or not, but there's a New York City-based band called Creaky Boards. They did a song. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, the song is called "The Songs I Didn't Write." <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> Um, and they did this song in um, in 2007, and I'm not kidding you. It sounds the melody is exa almost exactly the same as Coldplay's song. And I heard, I, I remember a few months ago, I heard it on the Opie and Anthony show that they played both of them, and I I could not believe how similar it was. They both were terrible, but it was like the same exact sound. Well, maybe they'll win. I don't know. So Maybe I, they'll, they'll win the lawsuit. I, I can't bring myself to listen to the rest of the album that Coldplay did, but they're probably plagiarizing everybody on there. And, well, we'll never know because we don't listen to it. <laughs> uh, who do they think they are? Will, Weird Al? <laughs> no, he's Come better on. than they are. Yes. Is Weird Al ever going to do a concert around here? Yeah, he plays in Atlantic City. Uh, I don't want to go down there. And uh, you know, some some places in upstate New York and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So there's a Coldplay uh, lawsuit. I will just put a link to the this uh, um, blog that has it on there. I think they have the video because I, I really don't want to post any kind of Coldplay music on our website. That's not going to happen. No, no way. Even in jest. No. No. Never. The other thing is the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you heard of that? Yeah, in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Yeah. As because as as Huey Lewis says, the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. Yes. Is that um, true? Uh, apparently, it is. Uh, so, two thousand and nine, two thousand. It did. The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a very, very strange nominating uh, procedure in the sense that there are bands that become eligible. I think you have to have released your first album 25 years ago or something. And it's a strange thing is these bands become eligible, don't make it, and then don't go back on the ballot. Oh, really? 
the, yeah, like the next year, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Um, but so they the get eligible, one <laughs> I, I guess, strange. But the uh, the eligible artists uh, for 2009, there's nine of them. Uh, they usually only pick like five. Um, and they are, uh, let's see here, and I, you can give your opinion here. Uh, uh, the Stooges. Uh, who are they? What do they do? They're, um, weren't they, uh, what's that guy's name? Iggy Pop? Hmm. Or am I thinking? I, anyway, I think they're uh, like early '80s, really heavy metal, right? Not heavy metal, uh, but like hardcore screaming. I think it is Iggy Pop who stinks. Yeah, I don't care about whatever. Yeah, well, who cares about them? Uh, Chic, like the disco band. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the funk band, disco. Yeah, the funk. Yeah, Nile Rodgers, the guitarist. Lay Freak was that their song? I think so, maybe. Uh, Metallica. I I would have to assume that Metallica would get in. Uh, somehow they didn't get in last year, but oh well. Um, the other one, and for some, I don't understand how this guy is not in there. Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy is probably, I mean, he died before he could continue his career, but I mean, this guy is one of the best guitarists ever. So, so somehow he's not in. So these are bands and artists that are never going to be in the Hall of Fame? No. Oh. This is the ones that are eligible this year. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Oh, God. Um, they, but a, they only pick one? No, they usually pick like five. Oh, all right. Uh, there's some, some a band called The Hollies uh, in the early 60s. Yeah. I doubt they'll get in. Uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that, I guess the, you know, the Beastie Boys were kind of revolutionary uh, in a sense. But, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Run DMC. Surprised that they're not in there. Uh, somebody called Craftwork. Oh, yeah, they're is. like techno, I think. Yeah. Uh, Donna music. Summer. Who? Donna Summer, who has nothing to do with rock and roll. But... <laughs> like Run DMC do? Well... Does do does? Yeah, and it's the, there's then there's a bunch of other ones here. Uh, these are other eligible artists: uh, Bon Jovi, uh, Sonic Youth. Uh, I don't know. Nah. Sonic Youth had like one song. I don't uh, think I've ever ever heard one single Sonic Youth song in my life. They had that one big hit. They did. Yeah, what was it? Maybe I've heard it and I just didn't know it was them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Def Leppard. Nah. Come on. Uh, Tom Waits. Uh, not into no. him. No. How is these? How are these guys not in Rush? Well, you don't think they should be in it? I think they should. Why aren't they? Oh, they're not. No. Oh, so what made you think of them? They're on this list here. This person wrote down that they're not in. 
Oh, they're not in it yet. Yeah. But they're nominated. No, I don't even think they're nominated, no. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. I can't understand what the ridiculous thing this is. 2009, maybe this... Oh, are these the same nominees? I don't... I, yeah, the nominees are Metallica, Run DMC, The Stooges, uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, yeah, I would put Jeff Beck in there. The I'm a Loser guy? No, that that's just Beck. <laughs> the retard? <laughs> Stupid Beck. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, you know, Beck had this whole, like, career there in the late 90s. And I felt like I was kind of, you know, keeping up with music on the radio or whatever. And I remember, like, watching reruns of Saturday Night Live and stuff like that and seeing this guy Beck on there. And I'd be watching and I'm like, oh, that's Beck? <laughs> like, how come I never saw, like, a music video of this guy? I had no idea who this guy was. Like, I knew his songs, but I had absolutely no idea who this guy was in the late 90s until his career was over. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> well, just this skinny white guy who danced around like an idiot. Yeah. I don't know. He had, uh, he had, he had a couple of hits, but... Yeah. Chic, Chic, as we said, is... um Again? No, they're nominated. Uh, Wanda Jackson, I don't know who that is. Um, War... Yeah, really. Yeah, they had some, you know. Them. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Yeah, but does that belong that? in the Hall of Fame <laughs> of all time rock and roll? Uh, probably not. No. Um, of course uh, not. little little Anthony and the Imperials were actually a very good doo-wop group. I guess they should be in there. Uh, Bobby Womack. I think he's a. Uh, like a soul singer way back. My highlighter is dead. Supposedly the other day, uh, some parents went into a store, a shop, right? And they wanted uh, the bakery department to make a birthday cake for their son. Mm. Okay, fine. Uh, do you want a message on it? Yes, we want a message to be written on the cake. Happy birthday, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> what? And the people in the bakery are like, well, I thought this is for your son. And they're like, yeah, we named our son Adolf Hitler. Oh, my. <laughs> and then the people at ShopRite said no. <laughs> Where? What state was this in? Pennsylvania. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> very, I don't know, very strange. And then, and supposedly their daughter's name is Aryan Nation or something like that. Oh my god! Stop but they tornado. claim they're not racist. Oh, oh no, no, not racist. No. The son's full name, three years old. His name is Adolf. First name, middle name Hitler. Last name Campbell. <laughs> wait, this is saying wait. A supermarket is defending itself for refusing to write out three-year-old Adolf Hitler Campbell's name on his birthday cake. Deborah Campbell, 25 years old, of Hunterdon County, New Jersey. Oh. Said she, but this is from Pennsylvania. I don't know. I guess maybe they're close to each other. Yeah, well, Hunterdon is right on the, the Delaware River. Yeah, Thanks. so uh, uh, ShopRite said, no, we're not going to do that. 
So then she went to uh, uh, Deborah Campbell went to a, no. a Walmart in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and they did it. Uh, of course. But their course. their daughter's name is um. Uh, well, the, the husband's name is Heath Campbell. The daughter's name is uh, Joyce Lynn Aryan Nation Campbell, and she'll be two years old. Man, what was her name? I missed it. Uh, the daughter's name is Joyce Lynn Aryan Nation Campbell. She'll be two years God. old. Oh, man. Can you imagine the beatings these children are going to receive in school? <laughs> and then trying to find a job? Well, they ain't going to go to school. <laughs> That's true. What kind of job are they going to get? <laughs> People are idiots. All right, so some uh, video game stuff. Uh, very quickly, this is something that was also on the Digit Press board. Uh, Panasonic, who, of course, in the early 90s released the one of the disaster uh, uh, video game consoles of that period. There were many. Uh, but it was, the, of course, the Panasonic 3DO. And Panasonic had, was planning a follow-up to that uh, that was going to be released, I don't know, 1997, something like that, called well, the M2. Put it in, just to put it in perspective very quickly, I think it came out in 1993, right? The 3DO, the, yeah. And in 1993, you had the Sega Genesis, which was probably, I don't know, $100 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendo, which was probably somewhere around $100. Both very popular. And then you had the 3DO, which was $700. <laughs> no, it wasn't that much. It was. Someone no. even wrote that on the message board. And I remember. Uh, I, I thought I thought I remember seeing it for like $3.99. Not that that's much better. Well, that was probably like six months later after the stores <laughs> well, were. I know the Neo Geo was like $700. And the Philips CDI and uh, just horrible. Look, the 3DO actually had decent graphics. Eh. You know, I mean, they were decent. But uh, the, the truth of the matter is, uh, you could have gotten a PC or uh, an Amiga computer or an Atari ST or something like that um, with a CD-ROM, and you can get the same exact game with the same exact graphics. And, you know, and you have, and you have a computer. <laughs> Well, here's well, more money, but I'm looking it up on Wikipedia and I typed in Panasonic 3D, the letter O. Yeah. And it says I thought it, was uh, a zero. it was available September 1993. It says the 3DO's high price, $699.95 USD at launch. Limited third party support. And uh, competition from Sega and Nintendo basically killed it. Yeah. Wasn't there I, I a remember... Dennis Miller 3DO game? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what killed it. Well, was, I recall, was that the one? I think EA was big on that system, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Electronic Arts. Um, the graphics actually were, were pretty good. You yeah, know, they were on the okay. 3DO, but it you know it had a lot of like the Philips CDI had a lot of 
loading uh, time. Loading time had a lot of uh, those uh, full motion video games, which were yeah. of course a disaster. And <clears throat> I think the odd thing about that system, Panasonic did not make all of the consoles. Gold Star. Um, and Sanio. Right. But anyway, who cares about 3D? We're talking about the Panasonic M2. The, um, the M2 was uh, uh, designed by the uh, 3DO company, which, which is the software group that, that did the stuff for uh, the Panasonic. You may wonder, you say to yourself, well, you know, I had a Genesis game or a Super Nintendo game or a PlayStation game that was made by 3DO. And that's true. The reason is that 3DO was a, a you know, development software group. Panasonic was the, the hardware group that whatever. Um, anyway, um, so I, I don't know if what's true on this thing or not, but apparently the th- Panasonic 3, uh, 3DO developed this console, the M2. They sold it. I don't know what they sold, but they sold something to uh, Matsushita, which is the Japanese uh, Panasonic. For a hundred million dollars, wow. I don't know what they were paying for, uh, and they canceled the project in late 1997. They were unwilling to compete against uh, the Sony PlayStation and the, the eventually the Dreamcast, the N64, you know, yada yada yada. Well, could you blame them? <laughs> oh, well, I know um, the M2. Um, the M2 was. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is Wikipedia. Apparently, it says Matsushita was hyping the M2 that it was more powerful uh, than Sega's uh, Model 3 arcade board. <laughs> Model 3? Yes. I don't no. think it was even more powerful than Model 1. <laughs> definitely. I, I don't know. I'd say definitely not. I, I thought the Model 3 could do like. A million uh, polygons per second. Yeah, Model 3 was... I mean, Model 1 was like uh, uh, Indy 500, Virtual Fighter, Daytona USA, the first one. Everything looked like it was made out of boxes. Yeah, and then Model 2 was like Daytona USA and uh, uh, the second one and, and, you know, I guess the, the Virtual Cop 2 and that kind of stuff, you know, more advanced Yeah, uh, Sega stuff. Model 3 is more even more advanced than that, so <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. It was like a step above a Nintendo 64. Yes. The and, M2. And, uh, yes, and apparently uh, uh, Konami de- had developed some games for it. They took it and used it on, a, on an arcade board for a short time, uh, but they ran the game straight from the CD-ROM, which was a disaster. Uh, and apparently today... Uh, the technology is still in use in ATM machines and coffee vending machines. What? A <laughs> uh, uh, 500,000 polygon per second coffee machine? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, actually, I'm reading here. Uh, Model 3, I had it wrong. Model 3, actually, is Virtual Fire 3, uh, Sega Super GT, Daytona USA 2, Sega Rally 2. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. even close. Well, it was a very power. It could have been a very powerful console. And and basically, on the DigiPress forum, they had posted 
uh, a video of a prototype of some kind of a, an IMSA road racing game uh, where they're like racing on a city street. And I thought it looked very good. I thought it looked better than a lot of the N64 racing games. It looked good. Well, definitely at a higher frame rate. Yeah, and some PC games, not and like that. the super 3D accelerated games, but. Yeah, I mean, if if Panasonic had released the M2 mm. in 1997, which was when they eventually were deciding to release it, uh. it would, like I said, it would have been a step above the Nintendo 64. It would have, you know, the graphics were really good and everything. But then two years later, you had the Dreamcast, which was like 10 times better. So <laughs> it would have been impressive for about two years and then it would have been gone. Yeah, and it would have cost like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, so Panasonic was like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, well, it only cost them a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it was only a hundred million. Yeah, money well spent. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Oh well. Yeah. And then the other uh, other video game thing was something that that you mentioned to me, and I said, "Well, just save it for the show." And then I actually saw it on uh, Attack of the Show. And uh, that is the uh, PlayStation 3, I don't know, if it's a, is it a game? What, what is it? Uh, I think Sony calls it a social networking experience. What was it called? It's called Home. <laughs> H-O-M-E, Home. Uh. And basically it's... Uh, it's sort of like uh, The Sims... Yeah, yeah. Right, it's, or, you know. For people who have a Sony PlayStation 3 video game yeah. console, it's a free download from what I understand. Yeah. So you download this thing for free, and you create your character, and you get a room, and then you can go out of the room, and then you're in... There's like a movie theater section. Yeah. There's a bowling alley section. There's an arcade game section. Right. It's and it sounds it's, cool, right? It's like, hey, I can go yeah, watch I mean, a movie. I can go play a bowling right. game. It, I can go play arcade games. It's sounds sort of like uh, I believe that there is a a, a PC based game like this been around for a while called Second Life. Yeah, exactly. Um, which uh, it, it winds up being kind of a, a you know, strange, but it's basically it's it's basically a a kind of three D chat room, virtual chat room. You know, yeah, you but, can walk up to someone and start yeah. talking and things like that. So Sony's calling it a social networking experience. So it sounds like oh, okay, this could be pretty cool. This could be pretty fun. No, but then I find out more about it. <laughs> And it's like, okay, so uh, you you walk your character over to the arcade section and you see an arcade game that you want to play. Mm. I'm just making this up just as an example. Let's say Pac-Man. Mm. Okay, so you walk your character over to the Pac-Man arcade cabinet and, ooh, look, someone's there playing it. Mm. I'm going to play it too. Yes. And it's not the type of thing where you just walk up to the machine and then it loads up on the screen and you play it. No. If someone is the, if a character is there playing it already, you have to yeah. wait in line to play uh, it. 
So you're waiting yeah. in a virtual line to play uh. a virtual arcade game. Like, uh, uh. Okay, all right, next. No. All right, so, you know what? I don't feel like waiting in line. I'm going to go over to the bowling alley section. Okay. Go over to the bowling alley section. All of the lanes are full. So what do you do? Now you have to wait for someone to stop bowling so you can bowl. And then when you're in your room, like The Sims, you can have furniture, you can rearrange mm -hmm. it, you could put plants and posters and all that stuff. Okay, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. But the only way you get the furniture and the posters and the plants yes. and things like that, you have to pay. Yes, of course. Why would anyone it. pay for a virtual couch or a virtual there dresser? There you go. <laughs> this whole thing, it's like kind it's of a, a cool idea, a l sort of, sort no. of. No, it isn't. But completely ruined by Sony. <laughs> well, I'm Who wants to wait in a fake line? When I turn on my video game machine, I want to play a game. I don't want to wait in line to I mean, play a game. I know. Basically, you're you're doing a real-life simulation with you know, bad graphics for a real-life simulation <laughs> while you're sitting on your butt. You're not really interacting with people. You're not doing anything. On Attack of the Show, they were just having the characters sit, walk around and sit on chairs. <laughs> Look, this is a game what is this so basically I mean as far as I know as far as the places that I've read about it pretty much everyone is just bashing this thing <laughs> apart saying it's so stupid and a waste of time but then of course you get these one or two people every once in a while who are like no way man Sony Home is awesome I love uh. waiting in virtual line <laughs> I love not being able to bowl. I have to wait my turn. I love that. I love paying for fake furniture. So basically, this is like war. This is like Warcraft, World of Warcraft, but with absolutely no point at all. <laughs> yeah. like, war, like Warcraft, you, there, you're, there's attainable goals. You know, you're trying to get things that other people don't have. This thing is there's no point to it at all. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, why can't, like, if you're, okay, you're waiting in line. Well, why can't you walk up to that person that's playing the game and hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher? <laughs> I mean, that would be good. Yes. No, oh, they're idiots. This is, I'm, I'm going to, not to get off topic, but this is one of the problems I have. There's really two types of Star Wars fans, I think. There's the fans like me who are fans of the movies. And they're kind of action fans. And then there's the more, like, these mythic, the fans of the mythos of Star Wars, which I don't care about. You know, like, they, oh, I want to have force powers and this and that. And, you know, my view on that is, as a, a fan of the original trilogy, you know, there was very little force powers used in those movies. It was more about lightsaber duels and flying the X-Wing and, and that kind of stuff. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, oh, yeah, massively multiplayer. I'd love to have them do something like uh, uh, like Dawn of the Dead, you know, or Night of the Living Dead, yeah. where there's zombies and you've got to survive the zombies. I'd love to see that. 
you know, have it really realistic, really get towards it's really realistic. And, you know, you and and you have the entire like country to to roam on. You know, you're not limited to this same stupid alleyway that you have to go through A to B to get to the end of the level. That's what I'm talking about. Complete virtual reality. Not there yet. So uh, this this is a big one for you at least. Uh, you know how we always talk about Get a Life and that it's never on DVD. Yes. Well, it's still not on DVD. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, however, I don't know how long this website's going to be up or whatever, but apparently this guy, I think it's this one guy, or he's found them. Every single now there was only like two seasons, right? But, like, every single episode is on YouTube. Really? Yeah, like, in three parts. That's allowed? I I don't know how much longer, but the website where this guy has... I, don't, I found this guy's website, and where he is listed is uh, barryharmson.com. B-A-R-R-Y-H-A-R-M-S-E-N. So where did this guy get all the episodes? This is crazy. So I'm going to have to save all these videos. Uh, yeah, but you got to download them in three different parts. I know. Well, I got a lot of work to do. Mm. Well, I mean, honestly, you could probably have found like a BitTorrent with all the episodes on it. Well, I don't use BitTorrent, so you'll have to do it for me. Oh, yeah, where am I putting them? When you, hard get, drive space. when you get your new computer. Oh, that'll never happen. Five Come years on. from now. Never. Never. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the get, get a Life. Get a Life video. I mean, I was watching one. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, Get a Life is one of the few shows where if you read, like, you know, the two or three sentence, or even one sentence, episode synopsis for each episode of this series, I mean, they're hilarious. Just the description of them are ridiculous. Did you watch the one where they got stuck upside down on the roller coaster? <laughs> no, I, I I didn't watch any of them. I only watched one for like a second. But, uh, I mean, you know, the fact that... The fact that... I think the one that I watched was the, the one with the Paperboy 2000. <laughs> that eventually kills him. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that was the running joke was that, every, like, almost every episode that Chris Elliott's character, uh, Chris Peterson, would be killed. He <laughs> <laughs> just kept dying. The one where he bought that life-size toy submarine. Yes. And got it. He, he was stuck in the bathtub. <laughs> I mean, it's very strange. I, I think Chris Elliott explained it once where it's basically the problem is whoever owns the rights to it. I forget who it is, but whatever company owns the rights is like a major problem to deal with. And that's the reason they've never like released anything. Well, doesn't doesn't that company want to make money? I mean, come on, honestly, who who really is looking for this series on DVD? I am. Man, let, me, let me see here. Get a life. No, I mean, at least I get to watch it now. 
Well, I mean, it's not in very good quality. That's fine. Oh, yeah, there it's was funny. another one where he was in a spelling bee. The charm think... school. <laughs> he wanted to be a model. Yeah, I'm telling you, there are a lot of. This was a very funny show. The father kept killing him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was his father in real life, too. Uh, no. Bob Elliott. Oh, was? Yeah. Oh. And, and, you know, what I was saying to you the other day was um, they had one of the best, Get a Life has one of the best theme songs ever for a TV series. My well, it's R.E.M. Yeah, Stand. Yeah. Not that I'm a big R.E.M. fan, but it was a good choice. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, good song. Um, and ba- so ba- basically, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Elliott said that him and and one of the, the main writers uh, said they did commentary for the first season. This is like three years ago they said this and oh. and, and all that. And and uh, he's uh, Chris Elliott has said that it's it's being held up by suits. Man. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense. Get a life on DVD. Complete series. Come on. Uh, you know, but it's funny. Um, you know, p- you know, people, you know, love uh, uh, Arrested Development, um, which has that kind of cold following. And, uh, well, you know, what's another one? I mean, to an extent, obviously, Married with Children, which came before this show. But um, Malcolm in the Middle, kind of, hmm. you know, where, where it's this kind of like crazy sitcom comedy show where... You know, it's just nuts. You know, it's just crazy. Uh, and this show really was the first. It's just, it's absolutely insane. Half of the stuff that happens. Well, now uh, I have something to watch. Got a lot of watching to do. With this website, BarryHarmson.com. Yeah. He has the this the exact date where each episode was aired. So the first episode was September 23rd, 1990. And the last episode was March 8th, 1992. This is the final episode. While on his first airplane flight, Chris Peterson falls out. And his life flashes before his eyes. Yes. But it's only the last 18 months. (laughs) kind of stupid uh, well that, that kind of uh, tells me that they didn't have a script so they just did a, a stupid uh, rerun show yeah that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> figures that's exactly what it was the last episode was a rerun of the previous episodes let me tell you they weren't the only ones to do that a lot of the shows used to do that like the fi- you do the final episode of the show and they spend the time like the if it's like a sitcom like full house or growing pains They'd be sitting on the couch and like reliving, you know, oh, remember the time we did this or that? And then they replay all these old episodes. I'm like, oh, no, I, come on. This is not a last episode. I hate clip episodes. Oh, man. So lazy. I know. Yeah, because they don't, they don't have to pay a writer. This is another episode. Uh, Chris's neighbors eat bad shellfish, which causes mm. them to get amnesia. <laughs> Chris seizes the opportunity and convinces them that they are his best friends. <laughs> and I'm sure in the end they killed him. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I don't know how old he was when he was doing that show. But I remember like one of the episodes that, that I had tried to watch on YouTube. He he goes down to I think when he moves out, he goes to his parents. Hey, Mammy, Daddy, do you know I am now thirty years old. I want to move out. I'm like, wait, you're supposed to be thirty years old? You look like you're forty-five. The mess. Yeah, he was thirty years old. Oh. God, he <laughs> <Wow>. was terrible. <laughs> That is very strange. Well, worst looking thirty year olds ever. You now, look if any uh, if if Chris Elliott ever listens to this, or if anyone ever <sighs> oh, listens to this, God. and they're like, "Oh man, they're watching Get a Life on YouTube for free. They're stealing, man. They're they're stealing the show. They're pirating." Hey, if you release the show on DVD, I'm buying it. Right. Until then, this is the only way that I have to watch this show. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's not even on like Hulu or that AOL in, into into TV or Fancast. It's 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 very strange. It's I've, I've never seen that where there's just nothing available to the public. I know, makes no sense. Release it, I'll buy it. Until right. then, I'm gonna have to watch it for free. You know, yeah, I'm not, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to cheat people. It's just this is the only way. Okay, you're waiting in line. Well, why can't you walk up to that person that's playing the game and hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher? All right, and uh, hopefully this recorded or else I kill you. <laughs>